I, for one, welcome our new gentlemen, overlords. Who? 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 Now that's a team I can work with. I love it. I love bringing people together. How we doing? Hey, everybody. Welcome to episode 66 of the Gentleman Overlords podcast. I'm Max. And I'm Robert. And Max, mm-hmm. how you feeling, bud? <laughs> Texting us this weekend, you got a little, uh, something getting a little coldy. Yeah, I got a little bit sick, so it's uh, it's still carrying over a little bit, but I'm feeling better than I was. Well, I can't wait to make you talk the most out of all of us during yeah. this episode. You take the reins. Mm-hmm. Um, Rob, how you doing? Doing pretty good. I sorry, I was a little late. We, I, we, I almost okay. I was going to bring this up on air. You slipped fucking on the piece of snow shit. on the ground. It's uh, it is a winter wonderland out there in Seattle. Uh, mm-hmm. Weather report: It snowed yesterday and the day before. On approximately this day, whenever year this is, yeah, whatever year <laughs> this is, it will have snowed the prior two days. Uh, yeah, it sucks. I hate the snow. I know, and I don't it, like it. It was beautiful. I say, if you get to walk out... Snow uh, looks great, but usually <clears> in <throat> Seattle, the day afterwards, it's gone, which is what I would prefer. Yeah. It's not so much this way. Yeah, it kind of stuck around. We get a lot of icy spots. And I hate to tell you, yeah, it's going to snow, I think, Thursday, Friday, and possibly over the weekend. I heard Friday, Saturday. You piece of shit. I um, think I'm a weather master, and I know what's happening. Um, I will put up with the snow purely because my dog loves it. Like oh. he really, really enjoys the snow. So Scotty knows where it's at. Otherwise, you would what burn burn it all down? I would attack <laughs> a weatherman, <laughs> oh, um, Nicholas Cage. Yeah, I would attack the weatherman, Nicholas Cage. Um, no, I he gets such joy out of it that like whatever oh. annoyance I get. Well, why from aren't it, there videos of this? Posted there are online. videos. Oh. You don't. I don't think you're on Instagram. So, uh, uh fuck uh, uh, you. Uh, uh, you lame piece of shit. Get on IG, I'm not baby. Subscribe to. Okay. Um, all right. Enough about in- Instagram. Don't you forget about me. Look my way, girl. Something breakfast. Movies we've seen. Which one of y'all saw? Was it you? You saw movies, Robert? Was it you? Was it you? You? I've seen a movie, and this, I don't know if it'll tickle you guys or not. But we've I've been pitching this movie for a couple months. Is it ATX? Is it Boo? You're I'm close. I think you're thinking you're you're near it. Um, in the gentleman overlords uh text offic- chain uh, text chain official text chain uh trademark uh <laughs> nobody else trademarked that. <laughs> I have been kind of pitching a couple movies that have been like up for rental for a while, just in case, you know, we needed kind of a fallback. And one of those movies I ended up watching with my wife and my friend, and it's called Axel. Axel. A-X-L. That's it. Um, this is a movie. I am so glad you watched that without us. We don't have to turn you down again for. Well, I hate to break it to you. It was okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, Robert. <laughs> That's right. Um, it, it was. Did. It looked really okay. It was. I never <laughs> even watched the trailer. I just looked at the okay. synopsis on. We well, might have to. Can you? Maybe you should live stream just the first part of the trailer so you can see what Axel looks like. Because this is what I'll say about Axel. He dresses like story, Axel Rose. It is the story <laughs> of a boy uh, who is training to be a, a motor motocross. Is that when you're dirt biking? Um, and when you're dirt bagging, you know, and his teenage dirt bagging, his father is Thomas Jane, but not the actor. It's Thomas Jane playing his father. So unfortunately he doesn't have that actor money, baby. Too bad. He's struggling and, um, he happens upon a curious, uh, are you watching it right now? Yeah. Okay. Andrew's live streaming. Axel. Sounds like a dirt bike. You'll see the reveal here. And you'll hear a what whistle. are you seeing, Andrew? I'm seeing someone in a in a bike mask. Okay. Uh oh, the Transformer dog. <laughs> now, is Axel? Would you say Axel is like cute? No. <laughs> okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna say real quick. Axel does not look as bad as I thought he was going to. Okay, but yeah, because it's they're actually use a practical effect. So Axel is a robot dog. And it's something that the military commissioned this company to make. It was like, they even show um, 
the Boston Dynamics, like the big dog kind of uh-huh. thing, you know, the uh-huh. little hoppy thing. And they kind of use that as a reference. And they were like, ever since, man, this is another movie I was pitching was, um, oh God, what was it called? The one I wanted to do where it was like the cave boy who meets the boo, wolf boo. for the first Alpha. time. Alpha. So this is like Alpha in the future. Oh. And they show like how like cavemen used to use, you know, domesticated dogs and then went forward it was like dogs in civil war and then it was like robo dog he's like well you lost the actual organic organic dog at that the organa point. yeah you lost princess leia organa at this point um so anyway this go back to star wars right, that really does um so at any rate he finds this robot dog and it syncs with him because it's meant to sync with like the soldier that he's with and then he shows it to the girl that he likes, and then he's got to keep it a secret from his bullies and uh, the company that's coming after him. He has to keep the robot dog a secret from his bullies? There's, like, this bully who's, like, pretending to be, like, he keeps, like, beating him. He and- actually works for the company, is, is disguising himself as a kid? Yeah, yeah. It's, uh, it's, uh, <laughs> what's Steve it? Buscemi. Steve Buscemi. Yeah. And, uh, was that, is that, um, what, what show is that? Is that oh, uh, that was, uh, Shoot. Isn't it the like, one with the community college, or am I thinking of the wrong show? No, it's Thirty no, Rock. It's Thirty, yeah, oh, okay. it's Thirty Rock. Yeah. At any rate, um, no, this bully is like a real asshole, and like in a realistic way, where like his dad's an asshole too. Like they asked to borrow a chain, he's like, "Well, we can't spare it, you know. Uh, professional racers, we need a chain, extra chain." Oh, so it's they're like, bike bullies. They're too. bike bullies too, and um, they like watch him crash. Oh, okay. <laughs> the funny through line through the movie is that they're like, "Hey, dude, you're about to go up on the do this jump. You should uh, say something funny," and he's like. Hey, just send it. That's like the hero of the movie. <laughs> then he biffs it and they film it and then they leave him out here with like a thing of gas and they were like, they're like, it's fine. He'll be okay. And they like ditch him. Wow. Then later on, you see him editing the video and it's like him going off the ramp and it's like, and he, when he crashes, like, and it's like, just send it. And it's like, they've tried to make a meme. It's really pathetic. Um, at any rate, wait, does it go viral? It might just go viral. Yes. Um, no, he says like, I've already had 2,000 views this morning. Pretty impressive, right? That sounds viral to me. Yeah, it sounds viral to me. Um, it got picked up by the major news organizations. <laughs> <laughs> um, at any rate, Axel, the funniest thing about Axel though is that like, it's not bad and they're, they do use a practical like kind of thing for a lot of shots, but he always looks scary even when he's in like the blue mode, which is like the friendly mode and he's like playing with them, uh-huh. he like opens his mouth and it's like whirring gears and it's like horror. And he like, he just looks like a demon when he's smiling at them. So like, yeah. it's scary when he's actually attacking people later in the movie. But when he was just their friend, it's just like, Oh my God, Axel, <laughs> chill. I don't look at me. Like, um, I feel, I, I feel like I watched this trailer a while ago and, and don't remember any of this. Like, I don't remember it, including a dog. I thought it was a kid that found a gun, like an alien oh, gun. Oh, you're thinking of Kin. Okay, okay, so you're it was a different Another three-letter title right. movie. So yes. every time that I uh, said, hey, we should watch that movie, I was thinking of Kin. Yes. <laughs> Which bad. got, yeah. But it was, <laughs> Maybe no, we but should watch that one instead. I joke around, but oh, it, was, okay. it was better than I expected, and it was like, if anything, it was like a little predictable as far as like, you know, yeah, boy runs into like alien technology or, you know, government mm-hmm. secret or blah, 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 but it uh, but yeah, it was like, it was better than I thought it was going to be for sure. Like it was, it was fine. I was not disappointed. I was not mad that I watched it and, and like, I was surprised with some of the effects and stuff. Mm-hmm. So yeah. Cool. Max, what did you say you saw a movie too? Yeah, I saw, I saw a few of them. Uh, I saw Annihilation. Ooh. How it, was it? Uh, I haven't seen it yet. I, I think it you was over. Oh no, maybe not. I think it was overhyped for me mm. and I thought that it didn't really, um, think it's it's stuff through and uh-huh. so it, it had some really cool visuals hmm. uh and it had uh interesting characters but um none of it really made sense in the end it was one of those ones where once you get out you're like hmm, i wonder if i like that and then you start thinking about points in it and you're like well, what why would they and how is this how does hmm. this work and it just like becomes more and more frustrating and so i think uh by the next day i kind of hated it oh <laughs> But wow, I I, bit, I, but I, I saw that it, it did some cool things, so I, I will give it that. Yeah, that had it had Padme Amidala and mm-hmm. Poe Dameron in it, I and know, also it was, a woman named Ventress, like Asajj Ventress from the Clone Wars. Yeah, it was uh, poking some hey, of the buttons. Always goes it, back to Star Wars, right? Always. 
Uh, but, uh, I mean, that can't be denied, though, right? Like, yeah, you can't, can't deny that they're in the movie. Hey, you cannot <laughs> deny. <laughs> you can't deny the, the cast and the crew. And the, that had their, there was a coincidence. Characters and, yeah. Anyways. What uh, else? Oh, I also watched uh, First Man with uh, Ryan Gosling. Oh, what do you think of that? Uh, it was good. Oh. Yeah, I liked it a lot. Yeah, I liked it too. Do you uh, think it was good enough to make the movie we watched today uh, box office failure? Or is that the same weekend or something? They came out the same weekend. And ah. I, I think I liked the movie we are going to talk about today a bit more. Ah. Pick up from these clues what we saw. <laughs> <laughs> we watched it. That's clue one. Yeah. And, and there it's is also no the title of the thing you're listening to. Yeah. Yeah. That is clue two. But uh, but I did like it. It was definitely over... Um, over Overhyped? Over, <laughs> uh, it was... Over Annihilation. Oh, okay. it was over like, it. underrated. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, it was the real Boardwalk Empire <laughs> of Ryan Gosling movies. Yeah. Um, super over. I liked. I liked that about that movie that like, uh, well, I saw I saw it on like a big IMAX screen and the the space parts and like where they were coming in the atmosphere were like so intense. That was one of the things that I didn't like too much about it is oh. that there was a lot of, well, I mean, I like the intensity, sure. but uh, they did a lot of close up shots where the screen was just shaking entirely. Mm-hmm. So you like could hardly even focus on anything. You just felt like you were going to puke. And I think that's what they were yeah. they meant to do. I'm glad I didn't see it in theaters because mm. otherwise like on you the big screen, it would have just yeah, exactly. Um, I think they did that too much. I, oftentimes, I get uh, bothered by handheld and uh, like shaky cam yeah. kind of mm-hmm. stuff. So, uh, but other than that, I thought it was good, and I thought that you don't like PD. The, you're like if people are holding hands, you're you're like all like a fucking stiff. About yeah. It? Like, oh, okay. Yeah. Handholds, got it. I'm like um, no, nothing uh, above or below the waist <laughs> ever. Oh boy, <laughs> leave room for the Holy Ghost. Yeah. Um. I, yeah, but yeah, I enjoyed it. And also they didn't completely discount the fact that like there's, I don't want to say, I wouldn't want to say too much, but there's like, there's, he, he's, he's more committed to space sometimes than his family and they yeah. definitely don't shy away from that. Yeah, so I they, like that element. They portrayed both him and Buzz Aldrin in, as assholes in their own regards. Like each of them kind of came across as being kind of dicks at, at Sort of like points. they put, you know, through strife to the stars kind of a thing. They were, you know. They were focused on that, but like their life was on Earth, or maybe maybe people in their lives thought their life was on Earth, and they were kind of like pointed in another direction. So yeah. I like that about it. It wasn't it wasn't completely gung ho. These dudes are the perfect. You know, mm-hmm. I liked that the nuance. And I I also liked how um, like Ryan Gosling did kind of a subtle Neil Armstrong. Like he was changing his cadence, but it wasn't like he was going full bore. I'm going to be, yeah. I'm, I'm Neil embody. Armstrong yeah. and I'm going to space, <laughs> which is like, think what he sounds like. <laughs> Neil Armstrong as I'm an impersonation be the first of Kennedy. Clam chowder <laughs> in space. <laughs> chowder. Uh, any other movies? Uh, I saw the Dragon Ball uh, Broly. <gasps> you did in theaters? Yeah, with Danny. Oh. Oh, hey, Danny yeah, hasn't been on for a minute. Danny Trudiak. <laughs> yep. It was, and, fun. It yeah. was fun. Yeah, it was really good. I, I thought they did a, an excellent job with it. Animation was pretty good. And What was uh, the audience like? Because it was probably all people. They were all there to see it. I it mean, was they were the, all... the two of us and I think two other <laughs> guys like <laughs> it, sitting separately. So Vegeta like, and Goku? <laughs> yeah. uh, and then they both put on earrings and came together. Yeah. yeah. And they were like, <laughs> they, sure, you have they to They definitely pay? did come yeah. together. Oh. oh, boy. They really liked the movie. Yeah, I, I I don't really know a whole lot about um, a ton of the Dragon Ball lore. Okay, well here we like go. That. Anyway, there's seven Dragon Balls. <laughs> I'd love to hear. Yeah, I'd love to hear what you have to say. My, but um, like I, this movie changes some stuff about older movies, from what I understand. What? But it seems. Oh, like, I did. Yeah, I have heard that this is like this does retcon some. Yeah. And according to Danny, they did a good no. job with that. And this, the th- changes that they made were were made correctly. You know, they they did a good job with it and added more backstory. Corrected things. Hercule is the strongest character <laughs> in the universe. Yeah. <laughs> Turns out I'm the best. <laughs> yeah. Like they're both like bow, about to bow down to Brawly, and then Hercule comes in and just punches a hole in his just, face. Yeah. Just breathes on him, and it just like dashes his skin <laughs> off. <laughs> yeah. So that was the best retcon. Everyone knew it already. Yeah. yeah Hercule is the best. Hercule yeah. and Yamcha saved the day. By Super <laughs> Saiyan <laughs> and then Videl. Anyway. Uh. Cool. Well, yeah. that sounds like a blast. I'm a shame there weren't. It wasn't packed. Yeah. Any yeah. other movies, well, or was that like just TV? Oh, that was uh, just for Broly. Okay. Uh, 
I, the rest I watched at home. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Do you want to talk about the ones you watched at home? Uh, I already did. That oh, was okay. Annihilation of Oh, Force okay. Man. Sorry. You idiot. Uh, oh, I also that this is I was looking at my phone. Sorry, that's why I'm like a little bit distracted. I was looking at my phone to figure out which ones I'd watched. Get Out. I also watched. Oh, what you have you watched that before? No, this is the first time. Wow. What would you think? Uh, I I I liked it. I liked it. I thought it was good. Uh, I think it was another one that was a little bit overhyped in that like mm. I, I liked it, but not as much as uh, people seem to make it out to be like the best. Well, it doesn't have to be on other people's terms. You can yeah, just, exactly. You know. And on, on my terms, I, I thought it was good. good. I yeah. thought it was really good. And I thought that, you, you know, know, it, it did a lot of cool, interesting things. It's in a genre that I don't uh, often like the horror, like sure. tense uh, moments all the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and I thought it had a little bit of that, like I was questioning it afterwards, like, well, if, the, if this is how it goes, then why did these people do, you know, that same thing that was mm-hmm. happening yeah. in Annihilation, not to the same extent. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of it could be explained. Um, but I, I thought it was, you know, g- good movie, well made. And I do you know, it. Uh, I would have voted for Obama for a third term. <laughs> All right, here we go. <laughs> Cut him off. TV shows we've seen. <laughs> we've seen. Ah, I was in there. Couldn't Dang it. Up. Couldn't cut me off. <laughs> um, have you also seen the trailer, by the way, for the his next movie, Us? Uh, no, I haven't. Ooh. It looks very scary. scary. Yeah, maybe. Mm. Um, anyway, TV shows we've seen. I've been rewatching Lost. Really? Yeah. Why? What's what? Yeah, Intrinsic why? Connection. Drew Goddard has yeah. a connection to the I was movie gonna, that I was we going hey, to may or may not be talking. That's about. right. There was actually a thing I was going to bring up in the movie. That we're, okay. All okay. right. Well, let's um, get to it. Yeah. Let's get to the movie. Skip. <laughs> yeah, um, skip this. Yeah, I'm rewatching Lost because I I haven't watched it since the finale aired, mm-hmm. and so like I'm rewatching. When now, was that, by the way? 2010. Wow. I think. Um. So I'm rewatching to kind of see, you know, like. The consensus always is the ending sucks, but it's kind of the journey to get there that's that, you know, is the is the good part. Mm-hmm. And I'm rewatching now to see like, is that true? Is that true? Like yeah. is the, am Sounds I, similar to Am I sullied by speaking of movies, Sully, um, am I sullied by how the how the show ends now rewatching the show knowing where it goes? Yes. And like I'm not. Like it is like it is, is, that, is that like how much is that for any movie with you, like if Avengers, when you see it, or you're like, when you rewatch it, you're like, oh, well, okay. What's the point? I know where this is. Star Wars, anything, anything. Like, I think you can appreciate it in different ways, but that is interesting. Sure. I, I think, but I think like with Lost, especially, it is such a, like, because it introduced, it's the con, you know, like the show, it's so much about the mystery of what's happening. Max, are you okay? <laughs> I am okay. I'm trying to, I'm hearing a noise that I think it's over in the other room. Oh, we can close the. It's all good. I was just trying to figure out if it was your phone and if it was going to get picked up by the mics. Oh. Uh, so, uh, yeah, in the name of not interrupting the uh, podcast, I totally interrupted the podcast. Okay. <laughs> Sorry, guys. Um, and no, in the name the, of love, I love you both. Um, it's like the, the the show is about like the mystery of what's going on and like throughout the show it accumulates so many more mysteries that it by the, the end it just can't possibly tie i mean it could but they just didn't but do even it. like big <laughs> ones yeah, like even big better, ones like yeah. walton stuff where it feels like it just goes nowhere right mm-hmm. and so like i'm watching and now i'm like i i genuinely have it's been long enough that i have forgotten where you know like all these stories go so i am kind of like oh what does happen with walt and like what's the deal with vincent and you know like all these different things where i'm like this like I I know I'm setting myself up to be disappointed. That's too funny. You've waited long enough to be disappointed by yeah, Lost again. 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 <sighs> um, but it is like, you know, it's like a good fun show. Like, it it, is. you know, like there's certain things like I remember Sawyer being more unlikable for longer than like three episodes where all of a sudden he's like doing good guy things. Yeah. And he also like he's like quippy to a point where like I think at some point maybe I shouldn't spoil it for your second go around but there's a point where they make a bet and it's basically oh yeah like, where he he can't it amounts say, to like you can't give anyone a nickname yeah for, for like, like a, a day. day or something yeah. and it's very that funny a, because that that's such episode. a trope okay but like i there is like i think within like i think like four episodes he's already like helping out the group and i i just remember him being like difficult for longer he has his heel turns sure and things where like once other elements come into play, he'll he'll kind of like betray people to a degree. Sure. Yeah. So there's there's still that. Yeah. But yeah. He's um, the Daniel Bryan of uh, <laughs> the Lost. Well, you Island. mean he's a he's eco friendly, eco friendly, and, uh, <laughs> and a vegan, and has a belt made of hemp and wood. Um. Yeah. So I'm in season two right now, and uh, we'll all update you the as we go on. 
Um, the only TV I watched was down the road at the convenience store before I got here. I uh, had a beer uh-huh. and I watched the universe with uh, the owner of the convenience store and we talked about uh, life. <laughs> wow. Yeah. I'll be honest. It was, it was, we got deep for a second there. It was wow. wild. Yeah. The universe. Do you mean you just like, like looked the, out you mean the, the show, the mean, show, the universe about oh, like what Steven happens universe? when a star. Yeah. 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 We watched all of it. Yeah. Um, I, I was there for just, a long time. I thought you just went outside and looked up at the sky. Yeah. And, hey, and people, people were waiting in line. They were like, can you ring us up? And he's like, hey, we're, we're philosophers, yeah. man. Yeah. We're vibing like, right now, man. Why don't you come join us? I was kind of like, what, you know, is it possible? Are we so unique that everything just came together and that's us? And does it discount? Uh, yeah, I'm getting I'm getting heavy in here. I was like, you know. You can talk about this is us yeah. now. I was like, science doesn't disprove some greater thing for people. That I think it's always like a either or kind of a thing for people where it's like, well, why can't the incredible science and all the stuff you hear about also be the product of some great thing? Mm-hmm. I don't know. I think people sometimes like get hung up on that, but yeah, uh, yeah. fuck think, them. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I, I think it happens both um, ways. I think both sides you're, you're, toss you're, out yeah. the other Where it's like that, it, that, yes, the science is proves. It's like, no, it could be part of it anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was actually just legitimately cool to see the universe. Like, it is nice that we've gotten to a point where you can uh, show a visual for something and it makes you feel very small. I like those shows uh, because they, they teach me new things about the universe, but they also make you feel so infinitesimal because mm-hmm. you're just like, you know, can't really affect that. But that's yeah. the only real TV I, uh, I engaged in. What? What am I doing down here? Oh, uh, Scotty came in. Max? Uh, I watched uh, a little bit of Homeland, uh, ah. a little bit more. I think I'm on season five, maybe. Um, and uh, it's, it's good. It's kind of frustrating because it makes some really good points. Uh, but then it will also take like, um, I don't know if I want to get too far into it because mm. it's like political stuff, but it takes like kind of the uh, established narrative and then like uh, puts that as uh, fact in the show, mm. which like the the amount that they question it other times, it, it seems really weird that they'll also just go right along with it. Like, sure. uh, like uh, the CIA is in Syria for to like set up democracy and like that's uh-huh. you know there's no way that could possibly be true and yet that's uh the the reason they established showing the cia director being like that's exactly what i want to do like uh-huh. I, I don't know that kind of stuff is ridiculous but then they also go into okay here's this person who for the whole uh you know several seasons is just like trying to p- protect the u.s right and then they uh kind of like painted as oh here's all of the people that you murdered on the road to that and like are you a good person at all and i'm like okay well that's good i enjoy Uh i enjoy that question Hmm. a lot (laughs) um that does make me think about like i'm curious with like lost like it was frust to go back to that it was a little frustrating to me that uh when characters like learn important information and don't like share it with each other Hmm. even in like a realistic setting where like there's a moment in lost where like the protagonists of the island, there's kind of like a facade is revealed where they're like, oh, maybe they're different than who we thought. And a character like learns that information, but like doesn't tell anyone. Don't any- say too yeah. much. Yeah. I haven't gotten there yet. Yeah. Well, yeah, but doesn't tell anyone. And it's kind of like that. There can't be that much free time in the island. I would, as you would run out of stuff to say. I would yeah. be like, oh, by the way, I learned this massive yeah. spoiler <laughs> about the island. I, I would, I just wouldn't just be like, uh, should I tell you uh, another flashback story about when I got this tattoo <laughs> and fucking? I so uh, I don't know if I talked about Punisher on the last episode, but I also I watched uh, Punisher and it has the same problem where it's just like just fucking tell him, just say something right yeah. now. It'll take you two seconds. I mean, it's like and, it's all like plot stuff, but it's like but it's, so it's fine when it's realistic. Lazy, yeah, you know. Yes, when you get to that point and you're just thinking like that's stupid. <laughs> yeah. Then it's not good writing and you're not going to enjoy the rest of the scene no matter how, you know, good it is, no matter what they set up at that point. You're just like this didn't need to happen. Yep. I think that's our telly. Yeah. All right. Here we go. Ready for the main movie. We are. Christmas Cream 2012. 2012. Wow. Yeah. We back yeah, up in this. Y'all already know Cause I am the baddest of them all If you ain't about money, then I don't mess with y'all Y'all think I don't get girls, cause I ain't That's right, we saw Bad Times at the El Royale Uh, the most Quentin Tarantino movie I've ever seen in my life Uh, (laughs) you've seen Quentin Tarantino movies, right? This might be my favorite Quentin Tarantino movie Hmm. ever made Um, Mm -hmm. 
the bat, uh, bad times of the El Royale starring Jeff Bridges, uh, Dakota Johnson, mm-hmm. uh, Chris Hemsworth. I can't remember the other actors' names. John Ham. John Ham. Dakota Ham Johnson. Man. The Ham Man. The um, Ham Man. Uh, or Scott Offerman. Scott Offerman. Oh yes, Scott yes. Yeah, Scott Offerman's in it, and uh, so is yes. Uh, Cynthia Erivo and what is the Kaylee Spanny plays Rose Summers. I thought I recognized her, and I realized I'd seen her in. Um, I watched the Pacific Rim sequel and she's the she's okay. one of the protagonists. And- um, it is about four desperate strangers who all check into the El Royale Hotel in uh, the, Lake, the Royale. The Royale in uh, Lake Tahoe in between California and Nevada. Uh, and there is a mystery going on and much ensues. Yeah. Not unlike Lost. Not unlike Lost. Um, now, I'm not going to, I'm not going to lie. When we pitched watching this movie i kind of thought it was hotel artemis oh and i wonder because both those movies came out last year mm. i wonder if there was a bit of a like uh what was it um armageddon and deep impact of like uh. these two movies are both about like weird hotels yes and like ensemble casts at these hotels that like you should have said something i would have watched that too i i think hotel artemis is bad and i think oh. like and as we'll get into i like this movie a lot oh and so okay. um, we picked the right one we picked the right one okay cool one of these yeah. has batista and it was not the one that we watched <laughs> <laughs> um well cool i'm glad to hear that i i feel like personally like overall i think i liked it and i feel like not unlike lost there were a lot of things set up early and i think i probably liked the head of steam it kind of had going initially. Uh-huh. And I feel like the last 30, 40 minutes like diminish for me more. Uh, not to the point where I disliked the movie, but like it definitely had like a little bit of a different tone than I thought it would. And I think I liked, I think I liked kind of some of the stuff introduced earlier than I did stuff later on, but I still like still overall enjoyed it. What did, what did you think, Max? Uh, I liked it a lot. I thought it had a really cool visual style. And uh, just from the trailer alone, I, I saw it and I was like, okay, I, I, I want to watch this movie. It looks really good. Cool. Um, but I all, like I kept confusing the name and I thought it was Battle at the El Royale. So I was yeah. expecting like a big fight the whole time where like loads of people were just going to come in and just uh, fight each other. That, that is yeah. the thing about the ending that we'll, we'll talk about. But yeah, I assumed there'd be a, be a yeah. squadron. I think this is much like Drew Goddard's other movie, uh cabin in the woods i think that the less you know about this movie the better so if you haven't mm. seen the movie i would actually encourage you i not that i think you should listen to any of our reviews if you haven't seen the movies yet yeah at all um yeah <laughs> ever um but i think like this one in particular i think like there's so much going on in it and we're going to get into spoilers it sure. just is inevitable that like i i think like see the movie first because i think there's a lot to kind of unpack in it yeah we won't and be able to cover that. I think like, and it all takes place in such a short amount of time that there's not a ton to talk about without actually revealing spoilers. Sure. Plot spoilers. Mm-hmm. So I would, I would, as somebody who really enjoyed the movie, I would actively encourage people to go see it and then listen to whatever we have to say, even if, sure. you know, whatever you, if yeah. you want to hear what we have to say about it. It's for rent. Yeah. It's available now. Um, so it, it is about these four desperate strangers who all check in the same night to the Royale. Um, Dakota Johnson has rescued her sister from this cult mm-hmm. that is um, headed by Chris Hemsworth. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, Jeff Bridges plays a uh, ex-con man, ex-crook, who yeah. uh, is there to, to find the money that his brother had buried in the floorboards of the hotel 10 years later. Mm-hmm. Um, shit, I already forgot her name again. I'm so sorry. Um yeah, I, I, I hadn't heard of her before. But Cynthia Erivo plays. Uh, she's a singer. Yeah, she's, she's a British singer and actress. And I, yeah, she was great in this. She was great. Um, she's just there to on the way to Reno because Reno has absurd okay. prices on and, hotels. Yeah, well, she singer. was like a backup singer, and she's trying to. She wants to be right a professional, but she couldn't stay in Reno proper because of the the prices. Yeah, yeah. So she found a cheap hotel. And then John Hamm plays a CIA agent mm-hmm. who is there to you know collect their listening devices but also figure out what's going on mm-hmm. in this hotel so all their stories and it when we say it's kind of when i said it's a, a quentin tarantino movie it's because like it's told in all these different separate parts sort of chapters by, by rooms almost. yeah yes. by rooms and they all the chapters sort of intersect you know like 
chapter one, the very end of chapter one also intersects with the very beginning of yeah. chapter two. You'll and, see someone move to a room from the perspective of someone else in another chapter, right. that kind of thing. Um, and then you meet the, uh, is it Miles is the name Miles of the, the hotel? The bellhop. Or bellhop. Or well, you, he's kind of everything, I guess. Yeah. yeah. Um, you meet him and kind of get a little bit of his story too. And yeah, it, it just insanity ensues yes. pretty quickly in this movie. Um, kind of capping off with, uh, John Hamm getting blown away. <laughs> yeah, pretty doing, early in the doing movie. Spoilers, yeah. Um, yeah, it's. I was surprised by that, but I, I also like that in a movie where it's where you it know kind of sets up the expectation that you should not expect anything. Like, yes. you should be ready for any of these characters to be killed. In off. fact, there's moments later in the film where there's literally kind of like a there's a there's a roulette. Yeah, for for people's lives. So, um, yeah. In fact, that would I would say that was actually one of my one of my favorite scenes and I believe it's in the trailer, even though again, encourage people to, to go and see it instead. I would even say just, I haven't seen the trailers or if I did, it's been since, you know, the trailer sure, sure. ran the first time. Um, I didn't rewatch the trailer. It kind of shows this. like it kind of pretty heavily teases kind of everything. Once the rain starts and kind uh-huh. of like as starts, starts, stuff starts to kind of devolve. Um, but there is a scene that I really like where, so John Hamm is, He's got this accent in the starting where like after he finally stopped talking, I like turned to my wife and I was like, this is a whole lot of an accent. And she yeah. was like, I don't think it's very good. Like, I don't think. And then then he drops it when he gets to his room. And I was like, yeah. OK, that makes a little more sense. that it's sort of this <clears throat> this character being put on. But he, like you mentioned earlier, is kind of uh, recovering these bugs from the room from this infamous hotel. And. Uh, also finds stuff that weren't theirs, he yeah. says. Um, in fact, I think like that's why he lines all the different bugs up because there's like not there's some missing corresponding ones yeah. or something. And then he realizes that there is a pathway between the wall. Like the the rooms aren't as big as he thought, and there's actually like a pathway behind all of the rooms and with two way mirrors and speakers so that you can well, see one inside way or one way mirrors and. And stuff you can see inside and also hear what's happening in the room. So there's this extra element of like, oh my gosh, it's like this creepy. They keep calling it a pervert hotel, yeah. Like in the movie, um, but that's just like one layer. Let alone the fact that, like you've said, all these different characters are have kind of their own mystery about them too. And yeah. they show them in the chapters. They'll kind of do some little flashbacks and stuff like that too. Um, I enjoyed that about it. Yeah, yeah. I love the way they they paste it and they uh, like keep that uh, level of, of mystery where you don't know what's going on, and as soon as you find out, you go and you like they establish another mystery about yeah. whatever. Mm-hmm. So um, as soon as you're figuring something out, you're also thinking about something else and what you thought you knew before then changes. And they did a great job of continuing that throughout pretty much the entire thing of just introducing new things where at first you think Dakota Johnson is kidnapping somebody and like maybe right. criminal. then it turns Thought out it to was be her sister. Or, she's trying to yeah. save her. And then like, you know, the way they just reveal all that stuff. It's yeah. really cool. I, it I also, think they did a great job with that. I think like the early death of John Hamm and like in mm-hmm. such a like, Ooh, I did not think he was going to get blown away by a shotgun to the chest. Sure. Um, it, it sets up this kind of like tension throughout the rest of the movie that like any character could die. Yes like at any moment yes mm-hmm. and so like you're kind of like at least for me like i was like on edge of watching like is somebody gonna get shot at like any like it and multiple was, guns are on the, the premises second yes. person to die too like yeah because in the very beginning uh did i scott offerman is that not his nick, real offerman, name? nick yeah. offerman okay yeah he also got blown away <laughs> yeah <laughs> i don't know no, scott, no, is scott ackerman also scott ackerman's a podcaster <laughs> yeah. okay, he's comedy yeah. bang bang yeah they're all the same to me. Oh, so, wow. So Nick Offerman got bang banged and then uh, yeah. he got killed. Um, there is a flashback later in the movie where it shows Nick Offerman and his crew of people robbing a, an armored car and they're wearing these masks that are really creepy looking. Yeah. yeah I, <laughs> but I like them a lot. I've been seeing actually a lot of uh, masks. I think Joker kind of popularized it back in the day in uh, Dark Knight. And God, he's such so, an agent of chaos. Exactly. But you see a lot of people coming up with their own mask, and I've been watching Mr. Robot, and that has like the uh, the money face kind of like yeah. uh, riffing off of uh, <laughs> Anonymous. And so there are all these masks going on, but these are so strange. They're like similar to kind of the Joker masks. They're like masks, weird theater but also, masks, but like they're, yeah, yeah they're just very, I, I really yeah. like that little scene. It was really cool. It's funky. Oh, it's funky. It's funky. This whole movie had a really good look, I thought. Like the way um, they set up. The I loved the location, hotel. especially. Like, I don't know if that's a real location, but I would love to stay there because the whole gimmick of the hotel. You want to get spied on in a. Is there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Film film the mirror. <laughs> um, 
That's right. I know you're back there. Um, the whole gimmick of the hotel is that it's on the border of Nevada and California Mm -hmm. and it's in disrepair now because I guess Nevada said that they, because of some, some bylaws, they weren't allowed to have gambling on the premises. So you could stay in either Nevada or California when you go there, but like it's lost its luster. There's no one, no one actually goes there anymore. And back in the day, as rumor has it, they have pictures. It clearly looks like Marilyn Monroe and a whole cavalcade of people from the sixties. Yeah. Kind of like hanging out there. It was a, a, hotel frequented by politicians and that's like so miles's story is that he was spying on these politicians and famous people whoever for there. the owners of the hotel it just he just had a pennsylvania address that's yeah all he says. a p.o box in pennsylvania yeah. and he would send these tapes and stuff to these people wait is it do you think it's hershey, hershey? wait a minute yeah i think the chocolate the chocolatier how that's, deep do, how far does this go all the way to the deep, dark chocolate oh boy <laughs> Um, so he would send these tapes of, of politicians and famous people to, to them. That's why they were he told a story about someone who brought a wolf into the hotel. Oh boy. That was really, but he even said like, he didn't was not do for... anything. He didn't do anything to the wolf. He just like held it all night after he tied it to the bed. But it yeah. was, he's like, it wasn't sexual, but it was. And I was like, what the fudge? Yeah. <laughs> like, and that man was Elvis Presley. What the... <laughs> I, I looked up after the movie because they have that tape. He, there's the one tape that yes. he doesn't give away. Yeah. Who do you uh, think? They make an allusion to a tape yeah. and people keep looking at the footage. They hold it up to the light. Look, and they're, yeah, like, they're, like, they're like, who it is? And they go, well, that guy's dead. What does it matter anyway? Yeah, so who do you the, think they're talking about? JFK. That, yeah. And that's, the, uh, yeah. that's what everybody is saying. But then apparently there is like this seems like it's based off of a true story. Like there was. Is a, it a real place? I don't think this is a real place, but I think there was a real place that was on the border of, of that Nevada was, and California. That was the El Royale, but it sort of like changed. Yeah, it was, it was frequented by all these things. Marilyn Monroe was seen there, mm. and like uh, there, there was talks of secret tapes and stuff like that. Of oh. like, there's a. a uh, a bellboy or whatever who worked there who came out later and said oh well yeah i mean imagine like back in the day if like if the government or people or just people who wanted to know that kind of information knew that people frequented oh there's this little place people get away to like yeah yeah people would probably try and try and blackmail people or something interesting mm-hmm. i wonder yeah because i was curious after i watched the movie i was like that'd be that sounds like such a fun i literally like the geography like it's split down the middle the keys are different shapes yeah the there's like a little bit of different carpet on one side of the other. He was like, yeah. and John Hamm's like, are you telling me I can only drink on that side? He's like, that's what I'm saying, sir. Like, uh-huh. sorry. Like, yeah, I liked it. Yeah. I thought it was a cool look and a cool sound too. They had a yeah. really good soundtrack oh, in there. Man. I soundtrack love the was soundtrack. Great. A lot and of Motown. I, I think mm-hmm. that's probably where you get like the, that's the biggest uh, Tarantino feel to it. I think like the chapter break, like oh, the, the sort of like with breaks, the music choices, but and also like the sort of like, and I think this is tamer than a Tarantino movie in terms of gore, but like, he doesn't shy away from like blood. No. Yeah. And, and like some of them are pretty like there are a few deaths ooh. in it, but when they do, there are like there are well, there, blood I'd say there's worse wounds in it. Like, yeah. Mm-hmm. Someone gets some buckshot in the face and I was like, yikes. And it never hurts. Yeah, it never yeah. heals. Yeah. Um yeah, but I was but uh, on the subject of the music, we uh one of the or the woman who who shows up at the hotel is a singer and is they John Ham makes this like shitty comment where he's like Oh, you know, no judgment, darling, but like you brought your own bedrolls. You don't think I know what you're doing in your hotel room and it's soundproofing so that she can practice without disturbing the other people, which yeah. I liked that that reveal. But man, she does a great version of this old heart of mine. Yeah. Um, really enjoyed that. That whole scene, there's basically the scene where John Ham finds the kind of like alleyway between all the rooms and turns on the speaker. So while he's walking and he sees Jeff Bridges' character pulling up floorboards. He sees an empty room. He sees Dakota Johnson pull this woman in and tie her up, this girl in and tie her up. And then the whole time you hear her singing this song and kind yeah. of stopping and starting sometimes or taking a line again. But it was very, uh, I don't know, that that whole scene was excellent. I really, so, really enjoyed that it. That was so good. Yes, that, I That it. like really set it up, sealed the deal. Of, that just, for me it's was like, a good movie. yes, yeah. that was excellent. And I do think that like it continued throughout in that um, I feel like, when you were supposed to feel something, I felt it at least. And mm-hmm. um, and when you you know when you were supposed to be surprised by something, I was surprised. And when you're supposed to like feel for a character, you're supposed to feel for a character. When you uh, were supposed to hate a character, you hated him. I thought they like hit all those notes yeah. where you know. I did uh, like to. You really felt it, like you mentioned. Like um, there's a scene where um, 
Jeff Bridges even admits at some point that he is having a hard time like remembering things. His memory and isn't what he used to be. His memory used to be, and it's and he's and he was like, even when you drove up, I was kind of standing in the lot, and I couldn't for the life of me remember why I was here or what I was doing. And he has this revelation at the bar. He he takes a vial out of his uh, coat and he kind of has this thing where he kind of almost like it clicks and he remembers what he's doing. And suddenly uh, gets a bottle in the face. face. And later on, you kind of see a little extra stitch of that story and like that, that that they saw what was sort of happening, this recognition in their face. And it was, I, I liked that a lot. I liked that when it jumped between the chapters or rooms in this movie, there were a couple moments where there was that crossover and you got to see something from a different perspective, yeah. which I really appreciated. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. you know, and it wasn't like a, I would say maybe like it's a little, it's a little long, like two, almost two and a half. Yeah. Maybe. I, yeah. And like, you really, you, you're right. You really do start to feel it. And it could have been like trimmed. 30, and that's 40. why that's maybe why for me, the last half hour, 40 minutes are a little bit more of the Chris Hemsworth show. And, mm-hmm. and it just, just the tone changed a little bit because all of the, players are in the same space at that point mm-hmm. it just changed the the vibe a little bit and it was a little more grim and it was a little more like as you said though the stakes were good because he's he's a very he seems chaotic as well and we've already established that it doesn't seem like they're shying away from possibly getting rid of our characters so then when you have this this thing show up it's it's this extra spark where it's like, well, well, the, now the ending is really you're going to be on the edge of your seat because you don't know. So yeah. I, I liked the stakes, but I felt more like that is for me like kind of the thing where it's like this is the revelation, and there and it showed it, there was a couple of reveals, including Miles. That there's a reveal about mm-hmm. Miles, yeah, uh, backstory too. But it was sort of like the journey was better than the reveal for me, a little bit. I I agree with you. I think it it suffers from being too long. I think mm-hmm. if it was like maybe 20, 30 minutes shorter, I would like really be. But recommending I'm also struggling to think of where to. Tr- I don't know. Yeah, that's kind of how I feel. Like even when I was noticing, I was sitting there. I was like, "This is a long movie," but I don't like. I still want to like watch. Fat. It. I'm still like, there invested. Was, it was good. Yeah, I think there's probably like you know thirty seconds minute here that you could snip off of different scenes to make mm-hmm. it a little shorter. I just think like. You know, and like part of why the movie failed, a lot of the theories are that it is too long. That mm-hmm. like people saw the 140 minute runtime, were like, I can't dedicate that time yeah. to the theater. Same thing with um, Blade Runner. But you know what? I'll watch. You know, like people fire festival festival. Yeah, right. <laughs> um, but there is a difference between like watching it at home, you know, at your own mm-hmm. leisure for 140 mm-hmm. minutes versus yes. going to the theater. You're committed. If you, if you get up, you miss something. It. You can pause it. This is a movie too that you would be, you would miss something if you went to the bathroom. You right. Miss mm-hmm. something. Yeah. So. Yeah, uh, I I think they also uh, slipped up on the um, on the marketing too because it kind of like came out of nowhere for me. I was like, "What is this movie?" And it yeah. didn't even, you know, it didn't. Uh, yeah, there was a little buzz, but I feel like time or and what was like again when the, it was coming out the other Hotel Artemis. Yeah, which I feel like maybe I actually saw a little bit more about at the time, so that might have eclipsed it. Plus, Goldblum was kind of coming off the heels of Ragnarok, and I was like, "Ooh, he's mm-hmm. a sinister kind of a, oh, right. all right, all right." And also. Um, Oh shoot! Jodie Foster is Jodie Foster's in it, Foster's too, who's in like it. not in a lot of stuff. And then uh, Sterling K. Brown is in it too, who I think had just won a an award for something he just had just had just done. But um, hmm. there's a lot. I I think like that cast kind of. Um, what did he win an award for? I can't. Oh, it was the People versus O.J. Simpson. Oh. Um, so I think like there's a lot of heat from that, and I think like that coming out, you know, three months before this one. I think like I think people just mistook it for the same movie. It's like a Transmorphers situation. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I've already seen Hotel Artemis. Um, so I I think there's a lot of things working against it, the movie, but ultimately just didn't do as well. As Maybe it. it'll be seen more favor. I looked it up and it was like you know I think it was like seventy five percent for like critics and yeah. audiences, and I was like okay that's pretty darn solid. Like mm-hmm. it feels like people seem to like it. So yeah, I, I feel like yeah, and I also think considering the cast of like. Mm-hmm. You know, like, uh, there's a few big stars in it. It was made for a relatively low budget. Yeah. I think... I want to say, like, 32 million? Yeah. And I think, like, at least 12 of that went to, like, Chris Hemsworth's (laughs) chest. (laughs) That was its own key player at the end. But also his accent, I thought was pretty good. I thought he... Yeah, I was going to bring that up. Like, it was new. He's done American accents before, but this is a new one. Yeah. And uh, I think he did a good job with that. Yeah. Yeah, it wasn't bad. It was definitely better than John Hamm's southern accent at the (laughs) starting. Oh, boy. 
Um, there, the thing I was going to bring up that was a, a kind of a lost parallel is one of the chapters opens with one of the characters opening their eyes, mm. and I was like, "Oh man!" And then a polar bear attack. Drew them. Goddard, you couldn't help yourself. <laughs> I think it was uh, Miles. I think it was when he was waking up in the war scene. Yes, mm-hmm. they, the first bit of it is just a, a cold shot of like, so his eyes opening. Yeah, like, like if we're. It, at the very nearly at the end of the movie, there, there's a reveal that Miles was in, I believe, Vietnam. Um, and she, it, there's, I would think so. Yeah. yeah. If, it was if Vietnam or Korea, but if yeah. If we're talking about JFK and all that, yeah. Yes, it was probably Vietnam then. So, uh, but there's like a gun in play that, that like there is most times in the movie. And they're like, someone's encouraging, you know, grab the gun. And then it's like, you've killed before how many people? And he says like 132. Yeah. And this, I thought the flashback this, was going to be that he's been like killing people like he's yeah, like a Norman Bates or something. No. I was like, Oh God. Like, and then it was like this war scene where I was like, okay, wow. We I, also got Vietnam in this movie. Yeah. So that, that was a, I thought a great, uh, poignant point. Like the, the, the fact that he says I've killed 163 people and you think, Oh, this guy's a mass murderer. This guy's just like, that was my first off his rocker. He's just luring people into yeah. this place. He was always sketchy. Them. And then you see him, I think he's passed out with a, a tourniquet. Yeah. on later in the early oh yeah because he's been bridges finds stuff him, up. yes but uh like i thought it was great because then then it reveals okay no he's just been killing people in a war yeah and and you well, so at first you go like oh okay that that uh explains it right that's why he's killed it and then you think like this guy is still killed 123 right. people he remembers every single one of them like the wars are fucking awful yeah they're disgusting they also, and it's, it's important to realize that and yet it's kind of like used as an excuse not in this right. movie because i think it's 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 pointed. he's also clearly fucked up yeah. from it yes and that's yeah. why i think this movie he's is off. kind of pointed and and the fact that they mention it first as if like that should shock you that number should shock you and then when they reveal why yeah you should be uh you should still be shocked yeah, but the idea is that you are going to say, oh, that explains it. And that explains then, the number, and then yeah. you have to kind of come back to yourself saying, like, that shouldn't explain it. You yeah. know, you shouldn't be out there killing 120 right. people. And especially in the context of the Vietnam War, where I think everyone considers, like, complete failure, no reason for us to be, like, it was awful. Right. And so, like, well, uh, and there isn't the question of, oh, this was a good war. This is one and, of the yeah, good ones. And in that situation, he he is able to overcome and basically like use his skills to quick, he's a sniper quickly yeah. dispatch uh, the, the cult members. Well, there's so there's a, a, a scene early on where he's talking about the tapes and he says he kept one because the, this man had shown him kindness. Mm-hmm. And so he just threw, he just kept the tape and didn't give it back because yes. nobody's kind to him. Well, or he says, he says he told his bosses there was no girl in the yeah. room. Therefore there was no tape. To so produce. he kept this one out of kindness. And so when he's, having this crisis of like, I can't kill another person when um, Chris Hemsworth and his gang, also Manny Jacinto from uh, um, The Good Place is one of Chris Hemsworth's henchmen. Oh, uh, oh. um, John Yu. Oh, I didn't didn't realize that. Wow, that's really funny. I did not realize that Did he have a speaking role? No, he did not. Okay, okay. But they, um, they're, you know, about to kill Jeff Bridges and Darlene. And they've, I, I also, they shot uh, Dakota Johnson's character earlier and I didn't know, I didn't realize that she had died in that scene. Yeah. It seemed like she was going to kind of come back. Yeah. It was actually like, yeah. Cause even John Hamm's wound, not that it wasn't a big explosion, but like the buckshot that killed him just wounded the guy behind him. So in a way I was like, I wasn't discounting anything. I was like, John Hamm might get up and bloodily, (laughs) bloodily come into a room and shoot someone. Like I wasn't putting anything past anyone at this point. Same. I thought Nick Offerman might come back. (laughs) (laughs) 10 years later yeah. um, from the floorboards but uh he you know uh, darlene says you know get the gun help us and he goes i can't kill anybody and she goes that's fine you know like you don't have you don't have to shoot anybody she and that and that act of like, eyes like that what? act of like compassion is like okay i'm gonna help these people and mm-hmm. they had set that up earlier by ha- having him say this man had showed me kindness so yes. i i did this I thing did for kindness him. for him yes and so he realizes like i have to help these people and then turns into fucking killing machine and yeah. just is like bop 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 yeah and Bruh. like you know like even like the two guys who are outside by the car just like 
easily steps outside the door just like pop pop well i mean my favorite well if i'm being morbid my favorite is that the, the, someone ducks behind the couch and he just goes like pop pop between the couch because yeah. it's like well he knows where they he are, knows where so, they are yeah. yeah um yeah and then the car he he waits to like he gets the first guy the other person kind of ducks Hides behind, behind the, the car, car and he waits two seconds for the person to kind of like peek their head, their head up just like yeah. a first yeah. person shooter um yeah. i wanted to mention another scene too because we we mentioned i how much i liked the the kind of reveal of kind of the 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 mirrors and the kind of hallway there's a scene later where dakota johnson is kind of stalking through that alleyway and um everybody sees, gets their turn walking down the yeah the yeah mirror basically hallway. um and uh and darlene is in her room and doesn't have her wig on anymore but is singing and she's kind of watching her and kind of like trying to understand if like if she's truly just in her room singing and is kind of just disconnected from everything that's happening or she knows what's going on and at the same time jeff bridges character is trying to pry up the floorboards of the room yeah and doing so behind the bed so she's keeping time on the metronome and clapping and kind of like covering giving, the noises giving he's the making. cover yeah and i i liked it because it was very it was just very tense like there was that's something i have no complaints about like even after there was even if there was like less of a, a of a revelation with the reveal itself I feel like the tension was always high. I yeah. liked I liked mm-hmm. that about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 It was good. I wasn't surprised. I, I yeah. I I had heard middling to bad I had heard some people say it was terrible. Oh, so really? I was so I was pleasantly surprised. Yeah. I expected that it could have mm-hmm. been Yeah. I think it's one of those movies I have a hard time saying definitely go see it because of the runtime. You're just you're mm-hmm. investing mm-hmm. a lot of your time into it, but would you I, get a, a definite rent? Because then you can pause it and do your own thing. Yeah, I think like if, if you like a like a little mystery like that, like I mean, it's also like a movie in a motel, but it's like like vacancy. Right. Where like there is like this, there's like lots of disparate characters and then there's like an overarching mystery connecting them all. I yeah. think, you know, it, I, I, it's hard to compare it to another actual movie, but I, I don't know. I like I like the time period. I like the yeah. setting. Mm-hmm. I guess more, uh, more to the point, instead of saying like, is it worth somebody renting? Because hopefully they listen to what we said at the beginning and have seen it. Yes. Do you think you'd watch it again? Yeah, I would. Yeah, I, would too. I think I would too. Yeah, yeah. same. Um, yeah, I, I think it'd be cur- it'd be interesting to see some of it because I think there are, uh, like you were talking about things that are set up and then uh, play out well later, like yeah. the fact that he is uh, like addicted to heroin makes uh-huh. a lot more sense in the context of he's trying to deal with the fact the that pain he's killed one hundred twenty three right, people. Yeah, yeah, so yeah, you're right, and it yes, it it actually might benefit from like having the knowledge ahead of time and, mm-hmm. and how yeah. you would kind of interpret it. Cause there was things like some people, there was a couple mumblers at one, one or two points and things were like, I wasn't hundred percent positive. That's something I mentioned at one point, uh, John Hamm calls like Hoover, like <laughs> yeah. you know, uh, for the FBI, at the FBI and is like, Hey, we need to, you need to get in here. I have expected like the doors to bust down and like the art, you know, the, this platoon of people to roll in at one point, like right. that's mm-hmm. the level I was getting to at one point. So, mm-hmm. Yeah. I also think in in terms of the the rewatching, I there were a couple scenes where later they reveal from another person's perspective that a character that you didn't realize was involved in the scene was. Yeah, and I kind of want to look to see because it seemed I was trying to think back to oh yeah because okay, like yeah did the when, camera uh, angles line up yeah like, what, would you be able to see Darlene behind the car oh, or or like when uh, when uh, Dakota Johnson shoots John Hamm the buckshot gets the the bellboy in the face yeah and you don't see that until the the next scene yes yeah. but I wonder if like you watch it again do you could you see him behind john ham in the mm-hmm. first time yeah there's a lot of that that is interesting yeah so i would definitely watch it again yeah yeah cool all right well that'll do it for us for this one we got a couple episodes coming up we're excited about we'll keep those a mystery yes uh but yeah we'll hear you'll hear from us again soon all right okay Bye. Bye. peace